Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Hope you guys are all having a great day. To anyone new to the channel, welcome. If you enjoy this video after listening to it, please hit that like button, consider subscribing, and leave me a comment. I love interacting with you guys, provided you're kind and polite. One of the confusing parts of the case of the four slain University of Idaho students has been the many guys named Jack in the story. While police have not named any suspects in the case, the name Jack has come up most often. Who are all these Jacks, and why do their names keep coming up? Let's take a look at all the people named Jack who have come up so far in the Idaho investigation. It took me a minute, but I finally figured out who's who. The police have publicly stated that they may be re-interviewing some of the people they said were cleared early on, whether this is because of pressure from Kaylee Gonsalves' father, who's been critical of the police's efforts on his daughter's case, or whether the cops have received new information that is making them want to revisit one or more of these guys is unclear. In any event, to fully grasp this case, you have to know who the Jacks are. Let's begin with Jack D. This is victim Kaylee Gonsalves' ex-boyfriend. He's also the guy with whom she shared ownership of Murphy, an adorable golden doodle who they adopted in December of 2021. Kaylee and Jack D. were childhood friends, and they had dated for five years before a recent separation. In fact, Jack D. is the guy with whom Kaylee went to her high school prom. According to Kaylee's mother, Christy Gonsalves, Kaylee had broken up with Jack D. because she wanted to take a break. But Christy also said she believed they would have gotten back together and eventually married. Why is Jack D. important to this case? Well, first, simply by virtue of his status as an ex-boyfriend. Exes sometimes get upset about breakups forced on them, and the ones that are half-baked may want to punish their partners. The second reason is that on Sunday, February 13th, the day on which the four students lost their lives, between 2.26 a.m. and 2.52 a.m., 10 calls were made from Kaylee's and her best friend, Maddie Mogan's, cell phones to Jack D. Kaylee's phone was used to dial his number seven times. Maddie's phone dialed it three times. This is highly alarming because the crime is believed to have begun sometime between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m., just eight minutes after that final call at 2.52 a.m. Jack D. claims he did not answer the calls because he was sleeping. No one, except maybe Jack and the investigators, know why Kaylee and Maddie were repeatedly calling Jack D. at that hour. Kaylee's ex also lives just a hop, skip, and a jump away from the girl's house at 1122 King Road. In fact, Jack D. could have made it over to their residence within minutes if they'd asked him to. Those 10 calls make me think that maybe Kaylee was either drunk dialing Jack D. to see if he wanted to come over, or she and Maddie were repeat dialing him because they were afraid of something and they wanted a guy they trusted to come over. It's also possible that the girls were leaving the trail of calls 
to signal that Jack D. was the perpetrator. But that's, of course, wild speculation. And Kaylee's family has expressed that they 1,000% do not believe that Jack D. is involved in the crime, and they say he's the sweetest guy. At least one of Kaylee's friends told me the same thing. Note that the police have said that they do not believe Jack D. is a suspect at this time, and Murphy the dog is now in Jack D.'s care. I would also think that maybe they could have been dialing up Jack because perhaps they saw someone outside the home. Maybe they saw this person in the trees and thought that Jack could just quickly come over there and check it out. Just another possibility. So did Jack D. have motive to harm Kaylee and her friends? It's possible that if Jack D. was highly upset with Kaylee for breaking up with him and for having career plans that were going to take her soon to Austin, Texas, that he could have been agitated. But would that be enough to fuel this brutal crime where four people lost their lives? More and more, I don't think so. I know Jack D. would be the first person of interest simply by virtue of his relationship with Kaylee, but by all accounts, he's a sweet guy, and there don't seem to be any red flags concerning his character or personality. Next, we have Jack K. Jack K. is a fraternity friend of one of the slain students, Ethan Chapin. Ethan's final Venmo on Saturday, November 12th, was sent to Jack K. Among the things that have shed suspicion on Jack K. are that his sister, Liz, was sent Venmo money from someone named Molly G. on Sunday. That Venmo was captioned 3.30 a.m., It's so weird that that particular time was cited in this Venmo. Is that a coincidence, or is it somehow connected to this crime, which is believed to have started or gone down between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m.? Note that Ethan, Jack, and Molly were Facebook friends. It has also been alleged that Jack Case started the GoFundMe for Ethan Chapin's family, and we know for a fact that he made the first donation to that fund in the amount of $6. Note that Jack Kay is the one Jack in the story who's never been mentioned by law enforcement. He seems to have come under suspicion because of online sleuths who unearthed the Venmos and the GoFundMe details. Moving on to Jack S., otherwise known as White Hoodie Guy from the Grub Truck video. Jack S. is the guy who's seen in the Twitch video footage, standing behind Kaylee and Maddie, and pulling his hoodie up over his head and moving his baseball cap around. Note that we have now seen additional footage from those minutes near the Grub Truck around 1.40 a.m. on Sunday morning that show Maddie Mogan telling someone in the direction of where Jack S. was standing to F off. It's impossible to tell if she was saying that to Jack S. or to another guy named Joe V. Doe, who was standing right next to Jack S. Although Jack S. allegedly told Joe V. Doe, who was standing waiting for an order, that he, Jack S., was waiting near Kaylee and Maddie to make sure the inebriated young women made it home safely, The girls don't appear to want Jack S. near them in the footage. The footage shows Kaylee and Maddie keeping their distance from Jack S. and taking off in a hurry when their ride shows up. This leaves Jack S. allegedly saying, according to Joe Vido, what the F. 
Jack S. then quickly stalks off in another direction. But Joe Vido told the Daily Mail the following, and I quote, I saw the hoodie guy show up with the two of them. The vibe I got from him is that he's super nice. He was trying to help them get home safely. He was funny and he was nice. He was there to ensure they got home safely because they were super drunk. I thought he was a solid guy. Believe me when I tell you that his vibe was not bad. End quote. Of course, we know that some people who do other people in can be quite charming on the outside. Ted Bundy comes to mind. Jack S. is also an interesting character because he was allegedly kicked out of his fraternity due to anger management issues. And he was also allegedly booted out of the Corner Club bar Saturday night for acting creepy around female patrons. That's the same bar that Kaylee and Maddie were at from 11 p.m. Saturday night until around 1.30 Sunday morning. Another element that makes Jack S. seem like a viable candidate for the perpetrator is his apparent skill in hunting and skinning large animals. He also is shown with a K-bar sharp-edged object in hand on Facebook. That's the type of sharp-edged object the police said was likely used in this crime. On his mother's Facebook page, Jack S. can be seen posing in photos near the carcasses of dead animals that he presumably hunted. The photos are graphic, and they show Jack with a lot of blood on his clothing, presumably from cutting up the prey. Now, we have to acknowledge that many people from Idaho are hunters, so this should not be considered a red flag necessarily. It would also appear that hunting is something of a hobby for Jack's family, because there are additional photos of his mother posing with dead carcasses. And his well-off family has taken trips to Africa to go on safari. In fact, the rumors were flying around for a while that Jack S. was in Africa with his parents for a period of time after the crime. The police have stated that they've cleared Jack S. for the moment. They've also let it be known that he's cooperating with them. And while all these details make Jack S. seem like he could definitely be in the running for the guy behind the four students' deaths, it's only circumstantial stuff. Being a hunter with a K-bar sharp-edged object and being creepy to women don't a serialist necessarily make. Some of the family members feel that certain individuals were cleared too quickly by the police namely Kaylee Gonzalez's parents and sister. And while they did not name Jack S., it seems that he may be one of the individuals they were referring to. In response to this, the police have said that although some individuals have been cleared for the moment, that doesn't mean that they won't unclear them if some compelling evidence presents itself. And today we heard in a police update video that they have been re-interviewing certain individuals. They did not name names, so it's unclear who they were talking about. So those are the Jacks whose names have been bandied about in this case. Note that there are also some Jakes, including Maddie Mogan's boyfriend, Jack Schreiger. He apparently is a very good guy. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories, and thank you, my special members. I appreciate you so very much.